2: In the bowels of the USS Cerritos. Welcome, <laughs> listeners, cadets, junior officers, and all around non coms to the podcast that barely goes where any podcast has gone before. What kind of trouble did Boimler, Mariner, Tendy, and Rutherford find themselves into this week with the latest episode called Terminal Provocations? Well, let's find out. My name is Dan Davidson, and this is Discovering Trek Lower Decks. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe companion presented by Fansets. Each week we're here to break down the latest Lower Decks episode and have a whole lot of fun doing it. We like to consider ourselves the finest waste extraction team on the USS Cerritos, because when we aren't cleaning it up, we are dishing it out. And when I say we, well, I I can't believe it's already been more than half a season that we've gathered each week to talk Lower Decks, and I have only wanted to shoot myself out an airlock once. Okay, maybe twice. Okay, three times tops. Anyway, first up, she loves to talk Trek with a good friend, Haley over on the popular Rewind Star Trek podcast right here on the Trek Geeks podcast network. Occasionally, she dabbles in impersonating a couple hosts here on the network, but we won't hold that against her, will we? Hey, Sarah, how you doing? It's Sarah. Hi, Sarah.
0: Hi. Who, was now, what
2: impersonation was that? <laughs> wow, I was think that's Joanne Worley. <laughs> <laughs>
0: also joining
2: us from across these very United States is one of our be- very best of friends. With the current wildfire situation in California, it literally looks like he lives on Mars, but we won't hold that against him. We just want him and everyone else to stay safe. Hi, Casey Shasky. How are you, buddy?
1: Hey, it's great to be here where we can breathe, and it's nice to see you all. Well, that's it? That's all that's all I got. It's great to be here. Great to see you, everybody. Great to be talking with you and not be chewing my air. Wow, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm that's, not even going
2: to touch that one. I don't even want to know. Yeah, uh, well, and then there is this guy. You know, he once asked me if I had any interest in even doing a podcast, and my answer was, no, what's a podcast? In that order. But I'm so glad he finally talked to me into it because now everyone can hear just how stupid we really are. He is my good friend. He is my brother in Trek. He is my amazing number one or number two, if we're still talking waste extraction. He's oh. Bill Smith. Hey, Bill. Hi, buddy. How are you? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Good to be here. My pleasure.
3: <laughs> um, of course, uh, I would say that if you were here or not, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it's great to see Sarah and Casey. Hey guys,
0: oh, hi. I miss you. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. good to see you, Bill. Oh. Bill, we love you. You look great.
3: Oh, I know. I'm sorry, dance here. It's it's you know. Mm. Is funny. he though? <laughs> anyway, he's like <laughs> Schrodinger. He's Schrodinger's host.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. Good one. Name, rank. Chekhov. Pavel. Rank. Admiral. All right, so uh, week six, terminal provocation is in the books. Uh, So let's do some quick ranking, shall we? Uh, One to four pips, one being not good, of course, and four being Captain like awesomeness uh so let's start with sarah this week terminal provocation what do you give it
0: i'm gonna give it a three a solid one two three
2: solid three okay yeah there was some all right
0: yeah it was exciting to see some of the folks that we haven't seen in a while and uh yeah lots of stuff to talk about i think
2: very solid ranking how about you bill
3: I, too, am going to go a solid three, full commander. Um, I I thought there was a lot to laugh about. I thought there was a lot to digest. And um, (laughs) I see what I did there. And um, plenty to talk about in Deck 47 later on in the show.
2: So two. Oh, you gave it a three also.
3: Because you said two, three. I was confused. It's me. it's because I, you're not bright. It's okay. I'm no not math. bright at
2: all. <laughs> Casey, no what about you? What did you give it?
1: I also gave it a full commando, a three. You don't have to add them together, Dan.
2: No. That's... Three
1: of us gave them three pips. How about you, our friend?
2: Let's give it a full house, even though we only have four cards instead of five. I also gave it a three. What? So three pips for everybody. I think that's the first time we've done that. That is.
3: That's Isn't that technically amazing. four of a kind?
2: I, you always have to ruin
3: it. You know, I try to throw a... Pip, pip, a, hooray. Pip, 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 pip hooray. <laughs> wow. That was pretty good. I liked it. Sarah, see,
2: you bring the fun to lower decks.
1: Oh, Aw. She brings the say. fun yeah.
2: in dysfunctional yeah there you go i like that we we all we'll go with that so uh so good ranking so i can't wait to talk about the episode but bill before you dazzle us with your six second recap why don't you try and hook the ship's computer up to your brain to make you a little smarter and tell everyone how they can get in touch with us on what they thought about terminal provocations priority one message from starfleet coming in on secure
3: channel six seconds. I don't think I can do it in six seconds. I want you to do it in six seconds. I <laughs> put that
1: there.
2: Yes,
3: wow, six seconds. That
1: sounds familiar, Dan. I, I,
3: I kind of do it, Cotton. <laughs>
1: oh
2: Snap! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Alright, maybe I shouldn't have written that
3: in there. Uh, yeah. So on both Twitter and Facebook you can find us at Discovering Trek. In both of those places you can leave us comments, questions, or even tell us if you could do a recap for this show in six measly seconds. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can do it by going to our website at trekgeeks.com clicking on the giant blue button on the right hand side please remember though that any comments you leave us could be used in a future episode of the aforementioned discovering trek dan
2: thank you bill black alert black alert from here on in, this episode of Discovering Trek contains spoilers. If you haven't, I'm not going to try to do it in six seconds. Yeah. <laughs> From here on in, this episode of Discovering Trek contains spoilers. So if you haven't watched episode six of Star Trek Lower Decks, stop listening right now. Head on over to CBS All Access or wherever you watch Lower Decks. Watch the episode, then head back on over to Discovering Trek. Otherwise, you run the risk of finding out plot developments and character details for Terminal Provocations it's time for the best recap in the galaxy it's the six sentence recap starring the one and only bill smith six sentences bill starting now go and action
3: okay the six sentence recap here we go Captain Freeman attempts to peacefully resolve a salvage dispute with the Drukmani scavengers over an old Federation starship, and they ain't making it easy. Ensign Fletcher offers to do some work for Mariner and Boimler so they can go to the choo-choo dance. Choo-choo! Rutherford and Tendy look to do some training in the holodeck, and Rutherford has programmed the perfect training assistant. Clippy, I mean Badgie, the training assistant. Yeah. A terminal that Fletcher was working on becomes self aware and angry, trying to destroy anything in its path. Badgie becomes murderous and tries to kill Tendy and Rutherford. And the possessed terminal gets airlocked by Mariner and Boimler and then gets into the Drukmani ship destroying it. A job well done, everybody.
2: No seventh sentence this week? Nice.
3: No, it's it's a when that happens wow. it's a bonus.
1: Wow. Yeah. I was for and you only gave him six seconds. I know. Six sentences. All right. I, 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 won't,
2: I won't hold it against you, pal. That was fantastic. That was the best <laughs> six <laughs> sentence recap you've ever given.
3: Wow. I'm not sure, but I think you're being sarcastic. Lying. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm not being sarcastic. I thought it was fantastic, as always. Thank, thank, thank you. you, Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Anyway, now we're going to, you know pop and lock our way over to uh northern cal here to hear what casey's gotta say this guy he thinks he can see everything and it's like oh i'm the only one who knows all these easter eggs and i'm gonna tell everyone well you know what he does and he sees it all and i'm always impressed by it so i can't wait to hear what he's got for us casey please dazzle me would you
3: look at that
1: Oh my goodness, I will try and bedazzle you and everyone else, but uh, I don't know how it's going to go, but we'll find out.
3: So par for the course, yeah.
1: Hey, the normal normal. (laughs) We got some crazy cool stuff today. I thought we didn't see nearly as many references back to previous tracks this week, but we did get some cool call-outs. We get Enterprise D at Warp 4. So we got nice little vocalizations by our, our main cast. Also, yeah. a little higher. <laughs> wow. The, the, all the glass in my house just shattered. Oh.
0: <laughs> I kind of want all four of us to do that now and see if we can all hit a different
3: tone.
1: <laughs> on, on three. Oh, God, One, no, don't. One, No. two, three. Three. <gasps> Okay, ooh, that was perfect. Thank you guys. Uh, we got to see a nice cool little TAS freighter, the NCC 502. I love that clunky design. That is just one where I always looked at it. I was like, well, that, that's interesting. We get some Nausicaans who really go for the heart, always. Maybe, maybe deep down, the romantics, because it's always just straight for the heart, and that's it. Uh, we finally see some of the dreaded Delta shifters. Cat hair, nachos, and weak sonic showers. Not a good mix, and you get for a very not happy cast and crew. Evasive Pattern Sulu Alpha, so nice to get a little Take reference going on in there. We get a DS3 drop, which I'd love to see that one. Starbase 80 Wow, that mm. must be a complete blank show because that drew such hardcore reactions. <laughs> it was like, oh, that, that's the worst of the worst.
0: Damn, Starbase 80? What?
1: <laughs> we get to hear our beloved one-eyed Klingon portraying a one-eyed Draconi captain. J.G. Hertzler is back in the house. Official Star Trek, that was lovely. The U.S. Titan gets name-checked. It's not only Boimler's dream gig, it's also Fletcher's temporary gig. Fletcher-bot, when he's being tossed out, aliens. It's aliens, it says, as Mariner and Boimler literally pull the aliens (laughs) airlock maneuver on him. Totally. Fletch pulls a little Reggie Barkley-type action, plugging himself into a computer. I was like, okay, that was interesting. Is Badgy just future Clippy of Office 97? Totally. Mm-hmm. Got to be. And when are we going to be seeing Choo Choo dance shirts in our near future? Tomorrow.
2: I, got a Tomorrow. I actually have seen it already. Uh, good, one of our friends uh, had a picture on Twitter. Oh. Well, yeah. look you. Could you share that with all of us? No, I'll put it up in the Twitter feed later. Awesome. I'm trying to listen to you do your corny corner, so get to it. Thank you, man. (laughs) Get to it. (laughs) Your enthusiasm
1: is just
3: overwhelming. Inspiring. Inspiring.
1: (laughs) And so that's the main stuff that I saw for, you know, references going back and forth from old and new stuff. And I'm kind of liking that they're not doing as many callbacks and references Mm. as in previous episodes. All right.
3: I think they're doing a nice job of learning that this show can stand on its own. It's nice to have callbacks. It's nice to have a mix of fan service and, and homage, but uh, I, they're proving it doesn't need it, and I think mm-hmm. that that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah.
1: To, to wrap this one up, do, do any of you think that the tricorder Mariner threw into the airlock to temp Fletcher Core in there? Do you think that was the purple one, that she had yes. the energy creature? Yep, you th- really. I did. I think oh. so. I may not. We may not see it again. Mm-hmm. We have to rewatch this episode again. I am have to zoom in and look at that.
2: Yeah, we will see. Bill, did you catch anything uh, other than all of the the gaggles of information that just got thrown at us by Casey?
3: I was going to say I don't know how I could have caught anything else because, as usual, Casey has done his uh, his exhaustive job of of combing yeah. these episodes. So great job, Casey.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. As my doctor says,
2: you catch everything. <laughs> there, there are two things that I want to call out. One is a Star Trek reference, and one of them isn't a Star Trek reference. I loved the moment when uh, Tendi and Rutherford were in the holodeck training for spacewalking, and they kind of started hugging. It instantly reminded me of Day of Honor when uh, uh, Paris and B'Elanna, uh finally told each other that they loved each other. I thought that that was very cool. It's nice little callback there, and I loved the Lethal Weapon two shout out. With Badgie's final words as evil Badgie. Diplomatic immunity. I thought that was was pretty great. That was good. That was fantastic. Sarah, anything you had uh, that we missed? No. Wow. Thanks (laughs) for the input. That's fantastic. Wow. This
0: (laughs) cornea corner is not my forte.
2: (laughs) We still love you. That's okay.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Folks. As always, we want to take this time to thank our dear friends at Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of Discovering Trek. As we saw last week with the amazing release of Lower Deck Crew pins, they are constantly working hard to bring us the very best pins for every Star Trek series, as well as other franchises like Harry Potter, the DC Universe, Irwin Allen, and coming in October! Scooby-Doo-Boo! <laughs>
1: right, right, that is incredible, Sarah. That is one of the things that is so great about fan sets. They have pins for all your favorite genres, and they seem to be adding new shows and collectibles all the time. Plus, their customer service is second to none, and you can be sure that every pin they release is of the highest quality because they are fans too, and know that you expect the very, very best.
2: Yeah, right you are, Casey. No one does it better than Lou, John, and the entire Fansets team. The new release Lower Decks pins that Sarah mentioned are just awesome, and I have every one of them lined up on my monitor stand right here in front of me. And later this week, you're going to be able to add Soji from Star Trek Picard to your collection, as well as the All Good Things full-size Delta. And hey, new new tre- and hey, new trek pins are not all that's going to be available. In addition, coming on September fifteenth, the following pins will also be available at fansets.com. DC Classic Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, Ooh. Kilowog, no idea, oh, Kilowog Fi- is awesome, Firehawk, and Hush Huntress, and Irwin Allen's Captain Steve Burton. Plus, Fansets wants your help in deciding the final touches on the soon to be released Voyager twenty five collector set. Head on over to fansets.com and click on the Pinsider monthly blog link to take part in their special survey. Jinkies,
3: I've already voted, Dan. And we (laughs) hope everyone else will check in, too. In the meantime, Fansets has a great offer just for Discovering Trek listeners. If you want to save 15% off your entire order at fansets.com, just enter the special discount code LOWERDEX at checkout. That's LOWERDEX in all capital letters with no spaces for some great savings. And don't forget, if you spend $30 or more, you're going to get free shipping in the United States.
1: Woo hoo hoo! FanSets, our pins have character, and we thank our friends at FanSets for being the exclusive sponsor of Discovering Trek. What time is it? You're asking me. You're thinking it. You want to know. It's time for this week's ensign's log. Sarah saves this podcast each week from being a plateful of hot poutine. She is literally <laughs> our northern star. Ow. Discovering Trek listeners, here she is, Sarah. What say you when you are our Brian Adams and we are your Glass Tiger? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brian Adams. Oh. I prefer the bare naked ladies. Thank you very much. Um, I'm having poutine for dinner tonight. Fun yes. fact. Wow. Yes. Ugh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. What also is going to be good is this section of the podcast. So here we go Quotes of the Week.
2: Space, the final frontier.
3: Because it was no longer Starfleet. So this is a huge victory for the good guys.
2: You know, I'm really easy to get along with
3: most of the time.
2: But I don't like bullies, and I don't like threats, and I don't like you.
0: Let's make sure history never forgets the name Enterprise. Hit it. So. The quotes I picked, I picked because they made me ask questions. And I was like, is this like a hint or, you know, is this being said for a reason? Specifically, the multiple references to what it is to be Starfleet, which I found really interesting after what we all talked about last week and how we were finding like a lot of... Not so pleasant people, and that Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be like the Star Trek people we like. So there's three quick ones that come in with that. When we have Fletcher saying, there's a baseline of goodness to everyone in Starfleet, even Boimler. So there's the first little, you know, hint at like, you got to be a good person to be in Starfleet. Then Boimler to Mariner, but at your heart, you're Starfleet. And she even said at one point, I'm Starfleet as hell. So here's, like, a few, like, just, like, really driving at home, which I thought was really interesting. And it made me think a little bit, like, yeah, okay, this is going back into the direction that I'm really enjoying. And that's why I got the three. Um, And then, because I love that. For the first time I've ever noticed, there's a reference to the fact that they are there are rotating shifts. Um, it's like they're living in a casino in Vegas where it's like there's no <laughs> sunrise, there's no sunset, there's just these two streams of people that never meet. And it just kind of cracked me up that they're making it such a thing on the show. And I'm really kind of loving that like they're the they're the bad guys and we're the good guys. So of course, just that whole line that Mariner gave us about these creepy Delta shift guys have always roped me the wrong way. I mean, what? They do our jobs while we sleep? It's so weird. So I just thought that yeah. that was really funny because it's been a thing in all of Star Trek and all this time, but they never really talk about it. So I thought this could be a good way to have some, uh, you know, conflict on the ship. And then this one made me think, too, is at the end of the whole badgie scene is when he's like, I'll always be here. Are dun, we going to see dun. him again? Is he going to be a reoccurring villain? Because, uh, you know, he was all happy in the beginning and they kind of edged themselves out of there, which I thought was smart. And uh, he was horrifying. He was absolutely horrifying, but I would buy the pin.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering if he gets out of the holodeck in season two and and goes to cetacean ops. That's what I want to know.
0: There you go. It could happen.
3: It could happen. I'm going to wear your skin.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm going to dance in your blood. (laughs) So many creepy lines. It was great. Yeah. I like a good little bit of horror in my uh, Star Trek every once in a while. So I'm that glad was that it. you
2: said that because that was I was going to bring that up in in uh, in deck forty-seven. I loved that there was there was genuine horror in this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. I'm a big mm-hmm. horror fan. All right, what do we else we got for quotes, gents? Let's start with you, uh, Casey Shasky.
1: Well, I gotta say I I kept going back to the storyline with uh, Tandy and Rutherford this this week, and I don't know why it stuck in my mind, but the whole float and magnet <laughs> float and magnet and it just for me it just became this weird little mantra this week because i was like right you know when when you're not sure what's going on or how things are good just float magnet lock down and then come back up, float for a while all right and come back and we'll all be safe and kind of just like you know dan's eyebrows float and magnet that's what i got my man
3: Floating Magnet is going to be the name of my new podcast covering Rewind, a Star Trek <laughs> podcast on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> a podcast about a podcast.
3: It's so meta. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so meta.
2: What did you have, Bill? Any good quotes that no, we've, uh, haven't I haven't said yet?
3: I think my favorite quotes have already been covered. I mean, yeah. uh, you can't channel Lethal Weapon 2 and not expect me to, <laughs> to love every minute of it. I was there for yeah. it the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's the best line in Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, without a it. doubt oh uh, what though. oh you're fired from the show what did
2: you just say i didn't catch that i would like you it. to repeat it please wow i've never seen so, any of them she so has f-
0: diplomatic immunity we don't, don't have, have it like- here but there's a weapons up here <laughs> legal yeah, hockey stick.
2: <laughs> if you'd like to be the one of the new hosts on lower decks please send your resume to wow oh, that's very disappointing wow, wow. i'll watch it wow. i'll
0: watch
3: it Damn right you will.
2: I'll wear your skin anyway. Um, oh, I-, I thought that the one, the one of the quotes that I really enjoyed was at the beginning when uh, Tendy and Rutherford were in the uh, 10 forward, and he said, "You know, the holodeck's not just for hanging with Sherlock Holmes and Robin Hood and Sigmund Freud and Cyrano de Bergerac and Einstein and Da Vinci and Stephen Hawking and Socrates." I think he nailed them all. I think he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was awesome. Um, I love the callbacks without really taking it to make it looked like it was just a huge callback. I yeah. It was good. It was good stuff.
3: It, it was a great way to, to get all fan servicey without getting all fan servicing. Yeah.
2: And that's one of the things that I like what Mike McMahon and team are doing is they're doing exactly that. Yeah. They're, they're giving us what we want without throwing it in our face, and I think that's a cool thing. Speaking of in your face, uh, let's talk uh, Decon Chamber. Let's talk all kinds of fun stuff. There wasn't a lot this week, but there was enough to talk about, so we're going to do it. We should also add to this this whole discussion every week. We do decon chamber because there's always kinds of goop flying around. There is always a Jordy visor. There was another quick one again. This, there was a this choo-choo week. one. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. yeah. It was Spotted unbelievable. It. I, yep. It was very yeah. have I'm looking for that every week now. <laughs> Absolutely. I've loaded the appropriate decon gel into compartment B. So um, Fletcher really is really good at downing three cantaloupes of puree uh, in 10 forward. I would not want to drink three cantaloupes worth of puree. That no. was pretty disgusting. That, no. um, and after all of that puree, I'm just, my stomach is gurgling just thinking about it. Um, Badgie really had a good time killing Bajorans in this episode. You would oh. think he was part of the Cardassian task force during the wow. occupation. Decapitating one market goer and just blood everywhere and then Mm -hmm. he just decided to snap the arm off another guy and had blood dripping down his badge front so
3: yeah but luckily it was all holographic
2: well but the holodeck safeties were off mm -hmm. it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) they were fake people yeah so the
1: fake people really got
2: killed (laughs) Okay. It, was still, it was still gross. And mm. there was one point when um, Fletcher hooked up the uh, core to his brain that he had some jewelage going, coming out of his mouth, because it was just too much more that he could take. But that's all I had. There oh. wasn't really a lot. It's get, the, the goop is lessening here uh, on Lower Decks. So I'm going to have to you know, yeah. find out what's going on. We
3: File an official protest through the I Kidmer think, Accords?
2: I think we should do that. Let's do it. I'm going to assign that to, let's see. Mm,
3: Sarah. Sarah. Sarah
2: yeah. will take care of that. Sarah.
3: <laughs> you missed one.
2: <laughs> Which one? Oh, I, the oh, cheese. Got
0: it. Oh, oh yeah, the right. cheese. Jeez.
2: So, uh, yeah, I guess we. Because
0: that's a good those. one. I would not be mad if I had them. cheese on me. Yeah.
1: yeah who doesn't true. love cheese? That's true. Right. Obviously, cats. <laughs> In cheese. Well, true. true. With jalapenos.
2: That. <laughs> that's right. That was are delicious. The doctor. The doctor didn't get to be one of Sarah's favorite quotes. That hasn't happened. Nor did it's Shacks. Not. Wow. Unreal. Oh, well. Anyway, so now it's time for us to get into the Turbolift and head all the way down to the lowest of the lower decks to discuss some of the other elements in this week's episode in Deck 47, sponsored by our dear friends over at Science Division.
3: They're the makers of the galaxy's first interactive Tribble that you can control with your very own smartphone. These brand new Tribbles will be an incredible addition to your Star Trek collection, and you can find out more at ScienceDIV.com. Science Division, Trouble's never been this fun.
2: Okay, so we all gave three stars, which is the first here on, on no, De- uh, Discovery Trek Lower Decks. We didn't do three, three pips. stars. Well, you are the three stars who gave three pips uh. as well as I did. So there we go. <laughs> I got to say, if there's one thing that I, I really wasn't crazy about with this episode, is I didn't like the whole Warp Core, Evolving Evil aspect of this episode that just i was like eh, this is you know kind of i did like the alien reference when they blew it out of uh, the airlock that was just the one thing i think in this episode that i really didn't grab onto i loved badgie i want to see badgie more fansets better be working on that art right now um, so that we can have uh some badgie pins um but i thought the episode was really good i love jg Hertzler coming back i like the eye patch reference to him it was, it was a good, solid episode. I really liked it. So uh, let's go, Bill. Let's gonna, you're, you're up number two here, buddy.
3: A story of my life. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think that, I think that this episode had at its heart another really decent introduction to Star Trek. I mean, this, uh, it, it, the captain starts by trying to find a peaceful resolution to the conflict with the scavengers. And you don't get more Star Trek than that. Um, she goes out of her way to not fire on these people. And I think that's really at the heart of next gen. You know, you talk, you talk some more, you keep talking. Even when you think you're done talking, you keep talking. And I thought that Captain Freeman really, you know, kind of embodied that philosophy in the TNG era. I think that was something that really made me happy as a Star Trek fan. Uh, Otherwise, um, you get, you know, AI run amok and you get a holodeck gone wrong episode in the same episode. (laughs) And that was pretty cool. Sarah?
0: Um, yeah, it was deserving of the three pips, I think, because, uh, like Bill said, it was kind of a traditional, more Star Trek episode. It, I, as soon as I started watching it, I felt like they heard everything that I was thinking in my brain last week about just the, Starfleet isn't really what I thought it was. And then here they were trying to be peaceful and everyone is proud to be in Starfleet. Um, I was really excited to see more of um, the cat and uh, Shaxx. I thought he was so funny, just like so wanting to blow everything up. And then when he finally got the chance, no, they were already offline and he was so bummed. I thought that was great.
1: Um, Badgie
0: was horrifying. Um, Love it. I'm all all for it. Um, But I'm still struggling a little bit with the Tindy Rutherford- characters just in general i just find that i i would like to see them mixed in with the other people as a group of four a bit more often um but you know time will tell Mm -hmm. they're still they still got some fun stuff going on but i just i feel like it's just too much separate and i i want big adventures together as a group and four brain solving problems
2: anybody else think of badgie kind of along the chucky and child yeah Totally. He was. I mean, he had that creep yeah. out look in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Casey looks like right now. Speaking of Casey, Casey, what do you have for Deck 47 this week? <laughs> oh, man. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Hey, I speak the truth. Do you? Nah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I
1: liked yeah. that we were seeing progression with Mariner and Boimler's friendship. I really think that's where mm. it's going. I don't think it's going into a romantic area, and I, I hope not. Uh, I like that our A, B, and C plots all were very much intertwined and affected each other so that one thing was going on that was affecting another to help the story uh move along yeah we finally got some dr taana <laughs> it was like hey you know that would be really good to keep bringing that character in for a little more uh interaction to be able to get emotions going on with that gruff and man you know the Doctor and Mariner, about ready to just go at it.
2: Cat fight? <laughs> uh. Sorry, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could be. Hey, um, I'm enjoying Tendy's character more and more because I see how, you know, she's the one coming onto the ship and the and the newbie um, and growing as a character. And I, I keep going, you know, she's very strong, very smart. Um, and, you know, the 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 gentle play that they have a possible relationship with Rutherford, um, and I also like that we had you know outside antagonists this week. So kind of going back to what you're all saying in this yeah. era, where it's like, okay, you know, it wasn't. There's no one on the outside to do that, so we're gonna fight within ourselves. It's like, no, we have an outside antagonist, and we can roll with that
3: you know one of the things that they did really well this week Casey like you said was to have an A B and a C plot which all were wrapped up really neatly at the end there are entire episodes of next gen DS9 Voyager and Enterprise that don't do that well Mm -hmm. so Lower Decks has really kind of have demonstrated they can write an episode they can write a Star Trek story and they can tie it all together extremely well and this is the sixth episode of the season so it gives me great hope for the future of the show that's not the Say that the other shows were bad, but you know it. They were very effective with the writing this week. I thought. Mm
2: -hmm. I think the attention to detail in the writing is something that's really standing out. Whether it's a good story like Bill was just talking about, or whether it's those callbacks that we all love to see, and doing it in a subtle way, I think really shows the passion. That Mike and his team have for when they're doing these episodes, and and we only we may only have a few more episodes left, but I really think we're going to see some some fantastic things in those final episodes. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would think so, Sarah.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, Mike, if you're listening, you have now a request from me for two more spinoff shows. I want upper decks with all of those bridge crew, and now I want lower decks, the Delta Shift, because I think that there's <laughs> potential there for a really fun spinoff. Just saying. Bring it on. Um, I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Long range scan of planet complete.
2: All right. Well, Casey, um, we're wrapping up here on terminal provocations. Um, So uh, what do we have coming up next week, my friend? Oh, my
3: gosh.
1: Let me tell you. Next time. Tell us. Uh
3: regale us please God.
1: I, love how he, I love how he gives the, like, the millisecond to get in there mm. Bill when are you hosting Solo again
3: just wondering uh, w- w- if you keep it up like this it could be next week
1: <laughs> next time on Discovering Trek we are already more than halfway through season one of Lower Decks and next week we will discuss episode 7 titled Much Ado About Boimler while Mariner tries to impress her best friend from Starfleet Academy, who is now a visiting captain, Boimler is sent to a Starfleet medical ship after a transporter accident puts him on uh, out of phase. Until then, remember that you can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere fine podcasts are found. <laughs>
0: podcast have them with pad thai it's great
2: (laughs) definitely there you go Uh,
0: okay plus (laughs) (laughs) plus now you can support discovering trek and the trek geeks podcast network by subscribing to bonus content on patreon get access to the unedited audio of all our podcasts and a lot of other perks
3: we would like to take a moment to recognize the following amazing producers of Discovering Trek, and we are so thankful for their support. They are Ken Tripp, Charlie Mulvey, Chris Trabuzio, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Leonel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Mike Bovia, Sean O'Halloran, Peter Craig, Ken Bird, Jamie Rogers, David Hood, Rachel Delaney, Kyle Castillo, Chaz Bradshaw, Kimberly Hartman, Christina Werther, Steph Leskew, Jim McMahon, and the lovely and talented Jess Fashion.
0: You got it. If you would like to support Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks podcast network, beam on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks, where subscription levels start at $1 a month.
3: For more great Star Trek discussion, please check out the other podcasts from the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. In addition to Rewind with Sarah here, there's Politrex, Five-Year Mission, the podcast, and the brand new Infinite Trek, providing even more discussion on Star Trek Lower Decks every Tuesday. To find all our podcasts, including where you can download them, visit trekgeeks.com slash listen. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network. No one talks Trek like we do. No one. Thank goodness. No one. No, no one. Nobody.
2: Thank you, Sarah. Uh, that was pretty nice. Was Can good. I have that one more time? No, but it. Excellent. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everyone. The Star Trek Lower Decks is just awesome. We love it. J.G. Hertzler, Badgie, maybe a possible budding romance with Tendy and Rutherford. This one had it all, folks. And as I like to do every week, I cannot thank my great co hosts, Sarah, Casey, and Bill, for all they do. Just love them to death. And I also want to thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening. I look forward to the next time we sit down, pour a drink, and discuss Episode 7, Much Ado About (laughs) Gondar. So until next week, never stop discovering.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. (laughs) Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.